I'm Jessica. I'm Sonia. And I'm Marie. And we are Opinionated Lushes. Like our name says, we drink too much and have an opinion on everything. Once a week, we get together to drink and talk shit. We start our episodes off with a question and a drink word. We usually never stay on topic or wait for the drink word to start drinking. So go ahead, grab a drink, any kind of drink, and get ready to laugh with us and share our drunken opinions. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi! Hi! Welcome hey. everyone to a special edition of Opinionated Lushes. This is our new Books and Booze series where we are inviting, actually, you know what, wait. John, one of our hosts, uh, is famous on TikTok. I don't know if you knew this. Um, <laughs> for for her smut books. Wait, Don, what's your what's your TikTok handle? I don't want to get it wrong. Smutty book hooker. A smutty book hooker. So if you want to be one of the eleven thousand people that follow her on TikTok, feel free. But we had this idea to invite indie book authors on our show. Um, and just just hear from them, hear some of their readings, their writings, and everything like that. So we started Books and Booze. So welcome to our very first Books and Booze episode. I'm going to pass it off to Dawn so she can introduce our very first indie author on this show. Hey, guys. Um, so this is Books and Booze, episode one. And we have today author Jordan Monroe and her book, Ill-Fated Mates. Um Take it off, Jordan. We'll tell us about yourself. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. tell us about, yourself, about yourself. your book. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So uh, I'm Jordan Monroe. Um, I have been writing erotic short stories and now slowly erotic romance um, since 2016. Ooh. I live somewhere between Baltimore and the D.C. area. So most of my books, most of my stories center around the, the DMV area. Um, you know, they say write what you know, and I really don't like researching new places, even though I love to travel. So, um, but the book, my debut novel, uh, I wrote, I published it uh, June 2022, and I decided to just really swing for the fences. And I have written a virgin hero monster romance. Nice. Um, titled <laughs> Ill-Fated Mate, a steamy monster romance. Um, and I, I'm really, I really, I, I, it's, it's weird to say like, I love my own book, but I genuinely love this book. Um, I love the hero that I really crafted. I immediately, when I was writing it, really honed in on him 
really wanted to take care of him. The heroine, of course, is important, and she has yeah. her she has her own like special place in my heart. But the hero specifically, because I have been paying attention to this particular inspiration character since I was two years old. <laughs> um, so the impetus for this as as a kind of like a lifelong thing. Um, have any of y'all seen the Disney movie Fantasia? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> so are you familiar with Chernabog? Yeah, oh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> like yeah. it's been a while. Um, yeah. Possibly. So he's at he's at the very end during Mazorsky's Night on Bald Mountain. Um, he is the gigantic winged creature in the mountain. Yeah. And he's yeah. really scary looking. Yeah. So, yeah. He's God of the Night. Yes. Yeah. So he's based. So he's based off of the Slavic god of ill fate. Uh, named Cernabok, that uh, it's Latin. And I just remember being indulging in some adult substances of a plant variety about 10 years ago. <laughs> Is it marijuana? Because we're allowed to talk <laughs> about it. marijuana. <laughs> yes, yes, it we're was. Canadian, um, so it's okay. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember watching Fantasia with my uh, then boyfriend, now husband, uh, who himself, he himself is also a musician. And nice. I, yeah, I've been playing the French horn for more than 20 years. And he uh, went to um, the Jacobs School of Music for percussion performance. So again, that's why the background is my book cover and not... <laughs> Not his no. percussion that's, equipment. That's awesome. That's if you haven't listened, my husband does music as well, and he has his studio, and it looks yeah. If I if I did it, it would be like guitars lining the whole wall. So yes. I get it. I get it. Yeah, the when because he's in two metal bands and they have their own podcast, and same thing nice. where, where the guy who the, the guy who like does the recording has like a wall of like ten guitars. <laughs> I'm just like I'm not. Attracted to you, just your guitars. <laughs> just <laughs> the guitars. <laughs> He's delightful, but it's I'm here for the guitars. Yeah. I'm not attracted to you. It's just yeah. Guitars, like, good thing you clarified, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to Fantasia. So we were uh, we were both we were both pretty high, and I got to when I was a, when I was a small child, I nearly ruined the VHS copy, and my parents were like they after Dance of the Hours. Um, which is like the dancing hippos and stuff. They were like, that's it. The movie's over. You don't get to watch the last, the last bit because it's too scary. And, but then as an adult, I was like, I can do what I want, which of course means <laughs> watching and I don't know. Watching the end. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, Disney, you did not have to make him this hot. <laughs> you really didn't. They didn't And know. typically how, how I, end up writing stories is there there will come my brain will conjure up a scene just a scene just a moment and all of a sudden it's like well now i need to write an entire story or novella or god forbid even a whole book about that <laughs> just to use that and i had this idea of because he comes out in the in the opening me measures he emerges from the mountain with his wings furled like that mm -hmm. in front of him mm -hmm. and then he just like unfurls his wings so i was like what if we did that in reverse what if you had a lady friend or a male friend whichever and he was just like i am gonna hold you in my arms and keep you cocooned in my wings and just oh. just just take care of you that's cute <laughs> so 
Uh, so this is a faded mates force proximity and a virgin hero tropes are at play in this book. Um, and I chose virgin hero. He's also quite the cinnamon roll um, because, you know, he's, he's a big scary monster. He's a, he's a God of ill fate. And it's, it's like, well, how do you make the God of ill fate into a hero? How do you make him a romance hero? And I decided that I would have him be cursed by a fellow deity to remain in his cavern. Um, Cause he has these huge wings. It's like he has freedom of movement, but what's the worst thing you can do to somebody who has freedom of movement, keep them locked in a cage. True. Particularly of one of their own making. And the curse can only be broken when his soul's mate comes to him. And so he waits for about 2,500 years and he's completely hopeless. He's like, I, at the moment he loses all hope. Um, he sees her, he sees this aura and it's her. And so she, he carves her name into the mountain because also spoiler alert, he is the, this is, this is completely now we're now in like my mythology. We're not yeah. in yeah. Slavic mythology. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He is the, he is the son of volcanoes. So he wields stone and fire. And so he carves um, her name in Cyrillic onto the mountainside. And it just so happens that her, she happens to be a folk, she's a folklorist and mm -hmm. she happens to be involved in this little society. That's basically the, if you, if any of y'all have seen supernatural, like the archive All folks, <laughs> right. I'm the only one that hasn't. I have not watched that show. I, I don't know why it just, it's too hyped for me, but those two have. So, <laughs> so, but like, you know, like the archive that they have, yeah. The it's just super, it's the, this is uncanny society is basically like just that part, just the library part. They don't do any of the hunting. We're not here to kill the monsters. We're here to love the monsters. <laughs> and so her friends are like, um, you need to check out these satellite images. Your name is on the mountain. On, it's on this mountain in Saxony. And I really, I'm so confused. And so she's like, fine, I'll get on. The, I've got nothing else to do. I'll get on a plane and go check it out. Mm -hmm. And there's this Ooh. there's this eight foot tall <laughs> obsidian skinned yellow eyed sharp tooth winged god comes out of this cave and he's like hey so um do you want to like stay in my house for a week <laughs> i don't know you but like well, okay, okay no but like as as a woman if like that happened to me like yeah <laughs> like i would be yeah. like Hey, what? I have like average dudes say that exact same line. Like, you know, like if you're like a special monster thing coming out of a kid, sure, I'm gonna give you that line. You get to that line works you get for ass. No, no versus some average guy at the bar being like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you want to like come home?" I was like, "No, <laughs> go <Yeah>. away." <laughs> but no, a, gi a gigantic god certainly, and exactly, I could tell um, as I was editing this, <laughs> um. We bought a house. We bought our house in July of 2020, and then when you buy, like when you come home, owner, it's yeah. like, oh, now I have to go to Lowe's and I have to change <laughs> the air filters and I have to do all this work. Yeah. And so, <laughs> the subtext of the of the book, at least as far as Zerna is concerned, is um, that's the hero's name is Zerna and the heroine is Diana, Diana Antonov, and because Zerna wields fire and stone. 
he can do his own like homeowner projects. <laughs> <laughs> he builds He's the ultimate like spouse, you know. <laughs> he 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 has he has a special room that I will reveal in the excerpt. Um, and he builds like he preparing for her arrival. He prepares this glorious master suite with like a bed that he's and he's gathered like all the sacrifices he's gotten over the thousands of years and so like a lot of sumptuous furs and silks and cushions and things so yeah he makes the bed because it's like well i can't i can't it's i can't make a stone comfortable but i can like put a lot of cushions on it and like there there's your bed (laughs) like a glorious four four poster gem encrusted bed um, and then like a huge fireplace because I'm cold all the time. So I was like, everybody, they've got to have fireplaces everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then in the scene before the scene I'm going to read, he has a spring in the, in his cave. And because, again, he wields fire and stone, he searches for a, str- a, a stream of magma from the Earth's mantle and pulls it up until it like he makes like a big like circuit around the perimeter of <laughs> the cake of of the spring so he makes his own hot tub Ooh, yeah. that's, that's smart he's the ultimate man because like yes. my hu- my husband has trouble like putting stuff on the walls <laughs> like <laughs> you know <laughs> so i'm just saying like that's so good like to be able to just like make f- furniture sometimes we have trouble even putting together ikea stuff so like i'm already i'm already feeling it yeah (laughs) (laughs) you're already like now all you have to do is call her good girl and she's done (laughs) no that's the that's the other book i wrote this year the the good girl is in the holiday in the holiday book this one he's this he's 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 very he's very much a cinnamon roll um yes and (laughs) You were mentioning like your husband has a difficult time like hanging out things on the wall. I all of there was a TikTok trend about like the um, every morsel of feminism fl- fleeting my body. <laughs> yeah, when a man could be holding a drill, but like doing any, anything around the house, yeah. any DIY project, I'm just like, oh, you're making my house comfortable. Yeah, you're making it so- nicer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the feminine gaze is yeah. getting shit done. Like that's the arm. <laughs> it's, it's doing the, the thing the you said you were gonna do in the first place. That is the feminine gaze. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. During the summer, I will randomly just tell my husband I think you need to mow the lawn, and he'll be like, "I did it like two days ago." Do it again. Do it again. Just go outside. Yeah. Just, yeah. Go outside. Go outside. just go outside. Just go outside. Get that you know? white beater on. Go. Get get the when he gets the ladder out. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sonia, do you want to tell us what our word is before we do the reading? Yeah, so there's a few. Um, so I just did five. Uh, so I have taste, rub, touch, kiss, and blow. So <laughs> any of those words. <laughs> I think do you want to decide the word? <laughs> oh no, it's what are any just, of them? Just, just all yeah, those, all, all those, those words. all of them, all of them. Yeah. So remember, taste. Hold on, rub, let me uh, yeah. top, top up. I'm my not drinking box. hard liquor tonight, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's beer. Oh, yeah, I didn't okay. know 
how many words were in the chapter. I, I was just like, okay. Or if we I'm say them about it, we're like, hey, yeah. wouldn't that yeah. be interesting? Okay, repeat yeah. them again because there was okay. like five. I have to remember. There is, yes. Yeah. So no taste. Well. You can call yeah, out just, other people. Yeah, yeah. and call it yeah. other people. Yeah, so taste, rub, touch, kiss, and, and blow. Blow, yeah. I was like, I have it written taste, down. rub, and I, touch, kiss, and blow. blow. See, yeah, I'm so good. Yeah. Okay. I got this. We got always this. forget. We always miss the words. That's part yeah, of yeah. the joke. We're, we're more just going to be listeners. drinking anyway. We're, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make sure all my bases were covered, so it's fine. <laughs> you just heard the word smut, and you were just like, okay. I did. Touch, <laughs> rub, kiss, something, and blow. I missed touch. one. There's touch. I said touch. Touch, rub, taste. 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 I missed taste. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? She missed saying lick. I'm surprised she didn't put lick there. Next, Maybe that's next for one. the future guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so this will be a reading from Jordan's ill fates. Wait, sorry, what's the ill fate? Ill fate me. Ill. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so to set the scene, um, they are in the hot spring, and our heroine Diana she cannot swim, and so he is holding her in his arms, kind of like a baby, I guess. While she uses her travel shower gel and shampoo to get herself clean. She's had a very hard day of a couple days of traveling. Mm. And he has admitted to her that he has never lain with anyone, neither mortal nor immortal. He hadn't wanted to until he beheld her. In a low voice, she asked, would you like to change that? Diana quivered in Zerna's hands, yet held his gaze. She knew she had asked him a bold question, but based on how he'd been treating her this afternoon and evening, she got the impression that she needed to give him permission to be free with his words. From the way the delicate dark skin near his eyes shuddered and the subtle muscles near his lips fluttered, she could tell he was nervous. Based on his admission, his nervousness was warranted. And so was hers. Diana closed her eyes and considered the dreams that had been plaguing her since she crushed her engagement ring beneath Gregory's truck's tires. At first, she had not either outright dismissed the dreams or admonished herself for believing that a mighty supernatural being would deign to seek her out for pleasure, let alone care about her own enjoyment. She never experienced such things before. Now, obviously, here she was her body in his grasp, her legs drifting closer to his, his skin radiating wondrous heat to which her body was drawn. Her understanding of what she believed to be real had taken some serious left turns in the last few hours. However, Zerna was real, and in a couple of hours, he had treated her with more respect and care than she'd ever experienced from any man who had seen her naked body. He'd seen to her comfort and expressed genuine curiosity about her life beyond his cavern. More importantly, she couldn't ignore the fluttering in her belly, the tightness along the base of her spine, or the throbbing pulse surging down to her clit. What does that entail? he asked, pulling her closer to him. He shut his eyes and moaned a little when her feet brushed against his legs. Her heart ached for him. Whatever you want, Zerna. 
We can do whatever you want. The god gazed down at her, his eyes pools of gold. He opened and closed his lips a few times before whispering, I want to see you experience ecstasy. Diana studied his face. The questioning look in his eyes, the sheepish lift of his lips, and the tension in his brow led her to conclude that he struggled to put the true nature of his desires to words. Ecstasy? The god flared his nostrils. I'm afraid I do not know the word for it. It's something you mortals do when you are together. Your poets across time and language write about it. Diana shook her head rapidly. Wait, how do you know about poetry? Zerna flexed his wings again, keeping their heads above water. There is a library within my cavern. I planned on showing him to you after you settled into your room. For what had to have been the thousandth time that day, her jaw hung stupidly for a moment before she remembered herself and snapped it shut. I would love to see her collection. The god relaxed, and Diana felt the tension seep from him. She rubbed her hands up and down his roped, warm forearms and allowed herself to believe that having an orgasm by Zerna's hands would not be a hardship. It would be a pleasure to have you see it. She grinned, and before she could stop herself, she blurted, I hope that's not the only thing it would be a pleasure for you to do. Zerna gripped her body more tightly and forcefully flexed his wings downwards, the water splashing around them. Don't tease me, I beg you. You do not know how long I've yearned for anything like this. She wiped the playful expression from her face. You're right, and I didn't mean to tease. I want whatever you want, Zerna. She gulped, then asked quietly, Did you mean to say you want to see me come? Is that what you call it? Diana nodded and tentatively lifted her arms, gesturing to the thick, shining black horns that curved back away from his skull. Yes, she replied. I can show you how I like to do that, if that's what you want. Can I touch your horns? She noticed the lump in Zerna's throat waver before he lowered his head. Grasping his horns, she stroked the rough surface, noticing the scratches and scars. Slowly, she dragged her hands down his face and pressed her thumbs against his sharp cheekbones. Staring at his full lips, she tentatively asked, Can I kiss you? Please. I've seen countless mortals do it and have long desired to experience it, he said, his voice hoarse. It was a minor victory, one she hoped would be the first on an extensive list. Diana urged his face toward hers and placed a feather-like kiss against his surprisingly soft lips. Zerna growled and held her waist while Diana explored his mouth. He proved to be a quick study, responding in kind to her slight movements. She tilted her head at an angle and licked his lower lip. When he opened his mouth, she took the opportunity to push her tongue into him. His grip around her waist tightened. Diana pressed the tip of her tongue against one of his sharp teeth before finding his tongue and toying with it. He tasted of earth and smoke, shadow and flame. Something ancient, primal, elemental, and mysterious. Something that demanded her attention. Something she craved to know. She lowered her hands to his neck and tugged herself closer. Zerna groaned and pressed his forearm to her back. 
his hand grasping her neck and holding her firmly against him. They rocked steadily in the water as he continued to keep them afloat with each flex of his wings. She pulled herself away from his face and stared back into his golden eyes, burnishing with wonder. In her peripheral vision, she watched steam rise gently from the water's surface and seared this image into her memory. With his other hand, he ran a large finger down the center of her chest before bringing it back to her neck. May I touch you here? He asked quietly. I was hoping you would, she answered, offering her neck to him. Tentatively, the god brushed his lips against the soft flesh, and Diana shuddered. He did it again, this time licking the water droplets away. His tongue was rougher than a man's, thick and hot against her skin, each stroke deliberate and wondrous. A subtle pain shot through her that quickly dissipated as Zerna caressed her freshly bitten skin with his tongue. My God, do that again, she begged. She felt his smile against her skin before he bit her again, this time slightly harder. Diana rocked her hips against his and clung tighter to him, her nerves on fire. Her capacity to calmly and rationally make decisions rapidly diminished. She wasn't a stranger to sex, but not even one of her previous partners had made her blood alight the way this god apparently could. Zerna pulled away and returned his gaze to her. Fully hypnotized, Diana would do anything he asked just to chase that overwhelming flood of sensation again. He gripped her waist and stared hungrily at her body, like a predator before launching itself at its prey. If he could wring this kind of pleasure out of her from a few licks at her neck, she'd let him devour her and leave her wrecked and ragged. I want to taste every inch of you, Zerner whispered. Oh, Diana exhaled sharply. The god immediately lessened his grip on her. Should I not have said that? She pulled tighter around his neck and wrapped her legs around his waist, undulating her hips twice, marveling at the rigidity of his muscles. Breathlessly, she said, Zerna, that kind of talk absolutely works for me. Tell me what you're thinking, please. His eyes darkened. I understand, Diana. He trailed a single dark finger from her neck to her clavicle, his other fingers grazing her soft flesh. Can I touch you there? He asked, his voice like gravel. She reached for his large hand and spread his fingers between her breasts, his claws creating subtle valleys in her swollen flesh. She felt her racing pulse against his palm and arched into his touch. You can touch me anywhere, she exhaled. Zerna slowly traced his palm over her left breast, his fingertips grazing her taut nipple. He brushed his knuckles against the side of its curve before traveling to its underside and cradling it in his palm. Much as Diana appreciated how careful he was with her, she wanted more. Releasing one arm from his neck, she reached for his other hand and brought it up to cup her other breast. Holding onto him with, his le with her legs entwined around his, his waist, she entangled her fingers with his. Diana squeezed his hands and rolled her hips against his belly, panting, allowing the powerful waves of pleasure crash over her. Letting go of Zerna's hands, she clambered for his shoulders and arched her back, thrusting her chest toward his face. Lick me here, she whispered. Zerna pressed his tongue against her skin, traveling from her collarbone to the top of her breast. Grasping his horns, 
She pulled him lower and thrust her breast into his mouth, craving everything he offered. The god, apparently eager to please, responded in kind and circled her nipple with the tip of his rough, wet tongue. Diana sighed and clung to his horns while he clasped her body, holding her ever so tightly. There was no way she could pull away from him. In the recesses of her mind, she realized that for the first time in her life, her pleasure would be paramount to her partner. She would take every advantage of that fact. She tugged on Zerna's horns, and he released her swollen flesh. Diana kissed him hungrily, her tongue delving deep into his mouth. He flexed his wings again, keeping them above the water's surface, but he groaned. Diana pressed feather-like kisses to his impossibly broad, smooth chest. Beneath the water's surface, she grazed her fingertips across his stiff, charcoal-colored nipples. He shuddered, and she repeated the movement, wanting to give him even a fraction of the powerful sensations he'd been giving her. Glancing down at where the thin linen around his waist peaked above the water, she wondered what hid beneath the fabric. Zerna yanked her towards him, crushing her breasts to his chest. Thrusting his wings, he launched them out of the water and landed on a stone opposite to where she left her toiletries. The smooth surface was marbled black with silvery streaks running through it. He'd placed her on her feet before two thick stalagmites, between two thick stalagmites, which he now gripped with such ferocity Diana could see every contour of his arms. She shivered closing her arms over her soaked, naked body. The god threw up his arm and cast another fireball, which hovered above her head. Let me look upon you, he begged. As her skin warmed, she relaxed her limbs and let her arms fall to her sides. Watching his eyes turn from burnished gold to rich amber, she arched her back. Every nerve ending was alert to his perusal. Whatever he asked for next, she'd allow it without question. Zerna lifted his wings and curled them around the stalagmites, wrapping them both around in the fire's warmth. The gnarled points hung over her, barely out of reach. The god panted and gazed at the junction of her thighs, running his thick tongue that had worked wonders against her neck and breasts along his lips. Show me, she commanded quietly. Zerna stopped licking his lips. Show you what? Show me your tongue. The god furrowed his brow, then slowly unhinged his jaw. She didn't blink as he thrust the long, thick organ from behind his teeth, its midnight-dark wet surface glistening in the torchlight. Ridges dotted its surface, perhaps scars from catching on his sharp teeth. He said he wanted to taste every inch of her, Diana mused. With that tongue, she let him. Diana stepped closer to him and cupped his cheeks. You said earlier you wanted to see me experience ecstasy, she whispered. Zerna flared his nostrils. I would tear down this mountain and rebuild it again to see that, he declared quietly, biting her lower lip and quieting her inner critic. She reminded herself that this being kept saying he wanted nothing more than her pleasure. She glanced down at her body, then back to his molten gaze. To reach ecstasy, I need you to lick me. I've been doing that, he uttered. Diana closed her eyes. Of course, she'd have to be more blunt. And that has been phenomenal, but I'm not there yet. In a manner quite unlike her, Diana trailed her fingers from her navel to her pubic hair. Exhaling a shaking breath, she pushed a finger inside herself and swirled it around, 
moaning and shuddering. Removing it, she opened her eyes, raised her hand, and rubbed her soaking wet fingertip across Serna's lips. The god licked them and caught her finger between his lips, swirling his heated tongue over her fingertip. He closed his eyes and growled, savoring her taste before slowly opening his eyes and releasing her finger, pinning her with his gaze. If you need me to lick you there, for you to give me what I wish to see, I will gladly drown in your taste, Zerna whispered. Diana coughed and pressed her hand to her chest. No sooner had she processed his words than he leaned forward and circled his tongue over a taut nipple. Her limbs like liquid, she surrendered to him and arched again, finding his horns and holding on to them to keep herself upright. You can bite it, she whimpered. Sharp pain pierced through her before a wash of pleasurable fire crashed over her. She cried out and he made to stop, but she pulled her head closer to him, burying his face in her breasts. He soothed the nipple with the wet, roughened surface of his tongue before biting down again. Again, she cried aloud and urged him to repeat it. He released her nipple and did as she silently implored to its partner. Amazed at his willingness to read her body, Diana spread her legs and reached for her pussy. She was soaked everywhere. Against her soft skin, she felt Zerna flare his nostrils again. Your scent. It's bewitching, he said licking her nipple one last time before trailing his tongue down her belly. He pressed his face into her curls and took a deep breath before looking up at her with those molten eyes. You are more perfect than your aura could show, but it didn't show me all of you. He lowered the points of his wings closer to her. Hold on to these. Diana reached up and clasped the rigid bones that curved slightly, allowing her wrist to rest within them. Releasing a stalagmite, he held his hand over the stone, which shook a little before an arch grew out of it, similar to a sandal. He reached for her ankle, and she let him slip her foot into the newly formed arch. Zerna did the same for the other foot, before forming a stone platform that molded to the shape of her feet. Satisfied, he made a fist, and columns formed beneath the arches. They itched, inched upward and out, spreading her legs and leaving her completely exposed to him. Desperate for release, she tilted her hips forward. Comfortable? he asked. She glanced around at the leathery skin of his wings, then to the cavern walls and the newly formed stalagmites on which she now stood, before returning her eyes to his. Can't say I've ha ever had my pussy eaten like this before. With great care, Zerna brought his hand to her open inner lips and pressed a warm fingertip to her petal soft flesh. Is that what you call this? Diana gasped as he explored her. He removed his hand and she groaned. Keep touching me, please, she begged. Call it my pussy, my vagina, my cunt. I don't care. Just please don't stop. The god returned his fingers to her, taking extra care to not pierce her with his claws. He pressed his fingertip at her opening and inched the pad of his finger into her. She whimpered and he pulled away, licking the droplet of dew. Diana watched as his face became more ferocious, and she wondered if she should be afraid. The heaviness of her limbs and the languid flow of her blood overwhelmed her. Fear and apprehension could come after she did. 
Zerna angled his face to her open legs, hovering his jaw over her pussy, glistening with her arousal. He gazed up at her, piercing her with his golden eyes. Promise me, Diana. Promise you what? She whined. Promise me you'll show me your ecstasy. Yes, Zerna, whatever you want. I... And she shuddered. The god covered her with his mouth and plunged his tongue inside her. He probed and plundered, savoring everything she offered him. Diana groaned and writhed, rolling her hips along his face. Without asking, Zerna curled his tongue at the top of her pussy, lapping at it with ferocity. He swirled and licked, exploring all the ways he could enjoy her. Sparks shattered through her body. Through heavy-lidded eyes, she watched Zerna devour her, his eyes white-hot slits of light, the arm holding him still shaking with need. She felt the heat of his palm against her inner thigh, and she pressed into it. Reading her body, she, he returned his thumb to her pussy and circled its dripping entrance while maintaining the delicious assault on her clit. He fluttered his tongue against her clit, sending shockwaves up and down Diana's spine. She rolled her head back, closed her eyes, and whimpered, pleading with him not to stop. The familiar crescendo of sensation started from her toes and grew, blossoming into an array of pleasure centered in her belly. As it rose to its fever pitch, she looked down at Zerna, whose wide-eyed gaze made it clear to her he was unrepentant in his, in his determination to see her reach climax. With one last fluttering of his tongue, Diana surrendered to him and let her orgasm shatter her. Still clinging to the bones in his wings, she ground her hips into his broad face, pouring every ounce of strength remaining in her blood into drawing out her ecstasy, as he'd called it. Her limbs grew heavy again, her knees and elbows growing weak. Panting, she slowed her movements and crumpled, her hands slipping from the hooked bones. Apparently noticing her weariness, Zerner tore himself away from her pussy and reached for her, wrapping his arms around her back and pressing her to him. Her eyes closed, Diana snuggled into his chest and cupped her hand over his heart. Breathing heavily, she whispered, My God, bed. I need bed. Sleep clawed for her, her mind a cloud of sensation, she knew she needed to communicate her need for rest to Zerna. However, the force of her orgasm roiled her, turning her into a puddle of assorted limbs. Much to her surprise, she sensed a cool breeze. Opening her eyes, she noticed rocky surfaces blurring together. They were flying, she concluded, wondering if she should be more impressed by this. She found herself too exhausted to work up the amazement it deserved. Zerna landed and sauntered to the stone four-poster bed with the gemstones in the headboard. After gently placing her on the soft mattress, he turned and shot a large fireball into the fireplace, instantly heating the chamber. He made to leave, and Diana reached out for his large wrist. With her last moments of consciousness, she whispered, Stay here with me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You I'm know, drunk. like, okay, yeah, I know. Yeah, with a lot of the drink words were in there. That's what <laughs> they were. We were just drinking through the I whole had time. Again like... in the middle, and I was like, "Oh shit!" My my favorite part is the level of consent involved. To be yes. fair, like a monster doesn't know that. A monster doesn't know human rules, and he's all like, "Is this okay?" And I'm like, "Man, if only like human." people <laughs> also yeah. had that like same level of like caring like that that's nice that's that's what turns people on sometimes and he like, cared about her pleasure not his that's exactly it <laughs> yeah of course like, well so like, he had never experienced it um and so he was like it's it's sort of like you know i'm curious what is this about and the thing about the thing that i've noticed about monster romance is that the the monsters tend to be rather large and imposing and mm-hmm. so to soften them uh, what i have noticed across several of the books that i've read is that they will be really really concerned for just safety in general and concerned about their body and having awareness of their body and where it is at all times mm-hmm. see that would be just like a good trait for like just in general for men to have it's like your body <laughs> is be. imposing to me yeah like act safe <laughs> like mm-hmm. please <laughs> please like that's a good reason see there that's you go like- you can have sex like that men if you act safe <laughs> you might <laughs> you might have sex like that yeah like, that's why i like monster smut i'm like all the consent and all the like worshiping on like to her i'm like fuck yeah that's what yeah. I need. Like, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, that's probably why I got into Twilight. I feel like as a teenager, it's like probably, you know, you know yeah, like, so uh, Twilight was a, that was a hell of a gateway drug. It's for a sure. gateway <laughs> drug. That's exactly what it is. It is. 
I mean, the whole like staying awake and like watching the heroine sleep is 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 a choice, but you know, it's a, I mean, it's, it's written by like a Mormon woman, you know, like it's it's entirely based in like you know a lot of things that aren't good. Yeah. But I mean, and I, I knew that I knew that when I ordered Breaking Dawn because of course I did, and it was the summer between my it was the summer after I graduated from high school and went to college, mm-hmm. and I. It, it it arrived at like four o'clock in the afternoon and I like closed the door and I just read the whole thing that that chonky book mm-hmm. and I closed it when it was done at like three o'clock in the morning and I was furious because of the face <laughs> of black. I was like, I'm sorry, we've waited how how long for this? And it was one scene, one one scene. And it's just like feathers every, everywhere. Like, yeah, oh, feathers. I like yeah. I like ripped the pillow to shreds. It's like. Well, I wanted to see that on the page, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, reading yeah. I was reading like Bertree Small and Connie Mason <laughs> at like a really young age. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I always I, I have say, something to do with some things. <laughs> I always say the story of Twilight was decent. It was the writing that was terrible. <laughs> the execution. <laughs> like I wanna hear like I wanna hear more like background character stories. Like the mm-hmm. world is so immersive, but the the focus was on the wrong characters. Truly. Like let's have more of the uh the secret society, the the what were they called? The Volteri, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's exactly. shocking. I have not read those I have not read those books in quite some time and at fact, least 10 years these long <laughs> these long-term memories are still in here it scars you it scars you i have a question um like how did you start like writing i find the hardest part is finishing writing like it's easy to get started i find like i write a lot of things but mm-hmm. i never finish writing like writing a whole book or whatever whatever yeah. Yeah. so like how did you figure out a way i mean whatever works for you that was able to make you finish a whole book like that's a firm deadline was pretty handy (laughs) yeah that makes um i i schedule like luckily the the editor that i work with is also a dear friend of mine and so i schedule around her schedule Mm -hmm. um and i was like so i have to i have to get this to her by this date and let me so have to so backdate it and then i'm i consider myself a planter so i do like a tiny amount of plotting but mostly pantsing so plotting and pantsing um plotting is people who do plotting they're like they have an outline they have character sheets they they basically like do all of this all of the below the surface iceberg stuff beforehand mm-hmm. and then they get to drafting pantsing is the opposite where you just like we literally fly by the seat of our pants your pants yeah Yeah. that's good and i do a combination of both um i had a pretty good sense of the overall arc of the of this book and its sequel which i am working on um because zerna has a brother because there's a (laughs) god of ill fate so there's a god of auspicious fate Mm. and he's very different um from zerna yes I yes. read this book, so the epilogue had like a little bit of a cliffhanger there, and I was like, "Ah, oh, here we go. There's book two. There's going to be a book two. <laughs> of course, <laughs> yes, of course. I know. I, I I knew what to do. I've read enough romance to be like, mm, gotta set this one up. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I knew the I knew the the general beats of what I wanted, um, but the ending itself 
the actual like climax was the hardest part for me. I was just like, how do we, how do we get these two to like have a low moment and then a reunion and all as well. Um, and it was certainly having to pull some tarot cards and just like look at pictures, look at pieces of artwork and just sort of pull from different things. And then to just be like, all right, we got to wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. So there like are- what I'm just curious, what made you drawn to this genre specifically like for writing? Um, so, uh, in the summer of 2021, um, the writing group that I'm a part of, they decided to do a monster collection. Um, there was a, there was a lot of like, there's inside baseball drama associated with it, um, about the, about like how that, how that specific project got started. Um, and so we had all these authors that had these existing, monster romance novelettes or novellas um varying lengths and they were Mm -hmm. like we don't know what to do with them so we took them in and i'm i write with a group of like a whole bunch of authors from all over the world who are experienced self-published authors and they're like we're we are going to help you out and we're going to put this collection together and and so but i wasn't a part of it i just like was in the existing writing group and i said (laughs) oh we're Monster romance? Hell yeah. yeah. Can I can I hop can I get on? in on this? Like- can I have on this train? Because I have a monster that I want to do, and I don't think any of y'all have claimed him yet, so I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you claimed him. <laughs> it's okay. I saw him first. Like there's there's like some I think there was like a couple of gargoyles, uh like a, a swamp croc demon. There's there's like the Shrek. Oh my god, yeah. there should be smut of the gargoyles from the show Gargoyles. Oh my god. Like there they're is. grown yeah, up. There is. Are they grown up? Oh my goodness. There is. A red song. Yeah. There is. I know there what is. I'm reading later. Like yeah, there I don't is. know about you. <laughs> yes. We will we will send you we will send you some wrecks. Yeah. Um, What's her name? Jillian something. She writes Jillian Gargoyles. Graves. That's Titan. right. Yep, Titan, read- a Daddy Dom romance by Jillian Graves. Wow. Um, the, what was her the hero. first one? That's that um, is the first one. Oh, that's not the one I wrote. I read. I read something it was the gargoyles um, from her. Yeah, so she her for her her debut. Um, she her book came out like a week after mine did. Um, okay, it's her first her debut is a is Titan, a Daddy Dom romance, and it's a gargoyle Daddy Dom romance, and it, the hero is based off of Goliath. From oh, Gargoyles. Yes. Goliath. Nice. Yes. Um, yes. It's everything okay. about him. I just like, oh, like my little tween self. I just still oh, flutter. We can't help it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. It's like, it's like the young part of us, you know, like yeah. our sexual yeah. awakening was to mm-hmm. these cartoon characters. Why? <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, but to, but like, I've actually like thought a great deal about why Monster Romance really took off mm-hmm. in year two of COVID. Um, so there are a couple of things um when you have something that is like so terrifying and so uncertain and that you don't know like when it's gonna end yeah it kind of makes sense that you're gonna be drawn to like if you're already a horror fan you're already like interested to like you you crave being scared you crave being with that adrenaline yeah and much as COVID was a traumatizing, a collectively traumatizing experience. It was also for a lot of people um, quite mundane. 
Like you're stuck at home yeah. all the time, <laughs> like yeah. more so than you usually are. And so getting into that, there's like a different kind of trauma in that aspect. Like I'm doing the same thing over and over again. And so we, I am craving some kind of excitement and yeah. what's more exciting than a gigantic, scary, you know, <laughs> spider alien yeah. a la and Sarah by Tiffany Roberts. <laughs> um, and then specifically with like the, the heroine with, with this, with my book, this was like maybe three or four weeks into, into COVID. And I'm pretty sure it was the Washington post. I tried to look for this article and um, I couldn't find it, but there was this article in like the lifestyle section of this woman who owned her own software company, like her own small business. Mm-hmm. And you know, her, she has three, three children. And I think her husband had also like just lost his job. So she was doing, she was, you know, running the show her business at her house. Yeah. And she was like, husband, you know, you, you take care of zoom school for, for the kids. <laughs> Be prepared to be mad. Uh, he couldn't hack it after three days. <laughs> of course and, not. He's a man. <laughs> we talked so about her, this. <laughs> well, her response, her response was not tough shit. Her response was to quit her company. No, no, No. I would have said tough shit. My hands, my hands no longer shake when I think about that. But like for a very long time, it it was it just enraged me. And so I was like, I when I sat down to like plan, figure out the heroine of this book, I was like, this is a heroine who takes care of quite literally everybody and everything. And girl just needs a break, but nobody's going to tell her that she needs a break. So this monster is gonna this monster god is gonna force her to take a break and just let me take care of you for like a week yeah let's just let you you know you can sleep you can eat your camping granola bars and (laughs) hang out in my hot tub it's sad that that's the woman fantasy like i hate to be that person but it's like men are like orgies threesomes blah blah and women are like a break yeah, I just yeah. want a break. I want a nap. If I okay. come, that's a bonus at that point. Like that's just for fun. Like you yeah. know. But the, what I want is a break. Yeah. <laughs> just want you know your is like it's like yeah you're isolated and obviously there's more COVID subtext. So it's like they're isolated, so force yeah, yeah. Prox- isolated and forced proximity. But it's not a chore. It's not scary. It's it's comforting. He wants it's, to. He wants to. And she um, wants to. He asks her constantly, just checking in, you know. Yeah. Is it okay mm-hmm. if I touch you here? And see, see, that's proof that asking is not a turnoff. Because you hear all these men that are like, uh, if I ask, it's gonna turn them off. It's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Actually, it lets us know that you give a shit. So actually, that's a turn on. Turn that, on. But this is where my musician brain takes over. It's it's all about like pitch and modulation. Because if right. you if you're gonna ask it in like your can I touch like, you? Yeah, or, or or the complete opposite. If you're gonna ask in like a silly voice, can you touch me? No. Did you? It's like. No, but no. like if if you if you like do like a gentleman, if you do like a a slightly raspier whisper, can I touch you? Ninety nine percent of the time, it's gonna be work. Seductive, but not creepy. Do a like, little bit of vo- like men like to 
diss on vocal fry and women for some reason, but men use vocal fry more. And when you use vocal fry, we kind of like that. You know, you little 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 raspy, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit of vocal fry in there. Just, like, just talk to us. We'll, we'll listen. That's fun. Just a hint of that little <laughs> desperation is yeah. like. Yeah, I'm holding we, myself back, but barely. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. like we we want to know you wouldn't hurt us, but also that you really want us. So yeah. there's like a fine. We want to see that desire, but we don't want to be overpowered by it. You yeah, I mean? like we don't want to be scared. <laughs> like we just want to <laughs> know you want us. You yeah. know, like I feel safely like safely want us. I mean, that's what I feel like. That's one reason, like, uh, books like this are really taking off, is because so many women are like, wait, you know, I can just like look this up for myself you know like, women don't have to rely on men for that anymore no yeah no. so i feel like that's one reason like a lot of this i personally don't read smut a lot but i read a lot of horror books that contain like smut chapters and that kind of thing and it's it's just the idea of uh, but i know like romance is one of the leading like genres of book sales and like that's what it is is w- women just want to be liked <laughs> yeah, I just want that fantasy <laughs> of that undying love, the the wanting to be needed and stuff. Like, that's yeah. just what we want. Yeah. But and also, we want pleasure. But it's like not only wanting to be needed, but also, and this is so key, desired. Yes. yes. Like, we don't want to take care of you. We, like, that's that's the thing. It's like I find I find so many like men need to be mothered, and I don't always want to be a mother. Sometimes I want to be. You know, on the receiving end of being taken care of. Like, yeah. I don't mind taking care of my husband every now and then, but like, if I'm sick, you better friggin' repay me. Like, I'll <laughs> if if you're not rubbing my feet and giving me soup, like I'm signing the divorce papers yesterday. <laughs> Good thing he does. He does do his own, and he like he's fantastic with the kids and whatever. Um. So, and he, and he works, and I do the stay-at-home crap, you know. But, yeah, like, I get it. Well, that's, that's good. Um, uh, Jordan, we're ending up on this hour. If you want to uh, plug any of your social medias, any your, your book, uh, any future books, I know we are looking for a sequel to this book that you just read, which I'm excited for. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this was uh, Ill-Fated Mate, a steamy monster romance. You can find it on Kindle Unlimited. Um, and the sequel is titled Hard One Prize and is still very much a work in progress. So I will beg for your patience. <laughs> you can follow me at Twitter at Mrs. Jordan Monroe, M-R-S-J-O-R-D-A-N-M-O. N-R-O-E. I can spell. You can also find me on you can also find me on TikTok um at author Jordan Monroe. Uh same same handle Spelling. at Instagram, author Jordan Monroe. Facebook, if you want, you can find from those platforms, go to the link tree find the facebook page i will tell you right now it is we will also have all those links in our description when this episode is out so you can always check that and just link from there sure thing (laughs) and uh if you like the stylings of that smutty scene but if you're into something a little more contemporary and if you're not quite done shaking the holiday feeling i have a holiday menage romance um, that is only one bed and snowed in. 
It is titled All She Wants for Christmas, A Holiday Menage Romance. And that is available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Kobo. And Google Play. Nice. nice. Yay, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Eventually um, I'll finish my book. <laughs> I, I did 30 I know, pages. I just started. I gave up. <laughs> Jessica like, has been harassing me to write. So like every once in a while I get time, I start writing. Um, so it's a work in progress. I yeah, I yell at you. Like, you're, the, you're the author person. I just write for fun. I yeah, guess but you do thing. yell at me. You're all like, "Did you write?" Today? Yeah, did you write today? <laughs> it's motivation. Said, <laughs> yeah, she's my cheerleader. Yeah, just write. And to all our listeners out there, if you're looking to write a book, just write. Just write for thirty minutes a day. Just, yeah. just what what do you got to lose? It's gonna come out garbage. Okay, well, no one has to see at least it. You then. try. You're just writing, yeah. right? Then you know <laughs> what not to use. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much, Jordan, for being on our podcast. And we, I mean, it was a great chapter. Like, yeah. very well that done. Yeah. <laughs> very well done. Uh, let me just finish my wine now. <laughs> Bottle is so, done. So make sure oh to check out all of Jordan's, Jordan Monroe's uh, links in our description and check out their future future books. And uh, yeah, and we're Opinionated Luscious, so you can check out our episodes everywhere we post wherever you get your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> somewhere. There's it somewhere was a good there. chapter. I don't know what to tell you. I drank a lot during that. That happens I got sometimes. I all the wine gone. Like, I'm good. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. See? We're professionals. Thank nope. you so much, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Good night. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a new episode of Opinionated Lushes every Friday on all streaming platforms. And unedited episodes Saturday on YouTube. Have a cocktail suggestion? A topic of interest? A good drinking word? Feel free to DM us on Instagram or email us at opinionatedlushes at gmail.com. See you next week. Don't forget your drinks. And your opinions. 